this morning thank you for direction this morning lead us oh God guide us Jesus thank you for your peace Jesus thank you for your presence we give it to you this day father bless your people this morning bless your people this morning Thank you for setting us apart. You're perfect in all your ways, God. You are perfect in all your ways. We thank you for never leaving our side. Come on, can you just thank him, God? Thank you for never leaving me and nor forsaking God. Yet we do it wrong. You're still always right. You're always there, God, supporting our need. And we just can say thank you. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your glory. Thank you for your grace. I'm sorry, I just got a lot of thankfulness in me this morning. Thank you, God. I just found too many things in the states. Things to thank you about. Thank you, God. Father, thank you that I am what I am because of you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. It could have been different, but thank you that you made a way. You made a way, God. You made a way, Jesus. And you keep making a way. I said he's keep making a way for you. Thank you for making a way for us, Jesus. We give you the praise this morning. It belongs to you, God. It belongs to you, God. So we give you praise. We give thanks, God. We come for no other reason but to worship you. Father, we don't need more man, we need more of you. For it's by your spirit that we long for you, Jesus. Speak to us. Do what you will this morning, God. We give you all the praise, all the glory, all the honor, majesty, dominion, power, it's in you, God. Thank you that you're turning things around this morning. There's a divine turnaround this morning. Thank you that you're turning it around for me. Do as you will, God. And we give you all the praise. In Jesus' name. If you love him, can you say amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Give our worship team a hand if you can. We thank God for you. If you have your Bibles, if you can go to 2 Corinthians 4, 8. 
Kroda Masotai. Four eight through thirteen. We're gonna read Second Corinthians four eight through thirteen. We have been discovering the way, and uh, there are many ways. And this morning, I want to give you some principles, some application of helping you understand how to always be in the right way. Jesus said, I am the way. I'm the truth. I'm the life. And uh, uh, there's a way to stay in the way. I said, there's a way to stay in the way. And God is teaching us to stay in the way. Because there's protection in the way. There's something in the ways. And we're going to understand how to stay in the direction of his way. 2 Corinthians 4, 8 through 13. If I was to title this, I'm going to title this, The End of Me. The End of Me. How many of you know it's time to put on the Christ? I said, how many of you know it's time to put on Christ? Second Corinthians 4, 8. We are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always, somebody say always. Always carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus. That the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. For we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So then death is working in us, but life in you. Verse 13, and since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believe and therefore I spoke. We also believe, and therefore, we speak. Father, we thank you this morning. I take a step back as you take a step forward. Holy Spirit, do as you will. For our one desire is to know you. That's our one desire, to know you. Only you, God. Can you say only you, Jesus? We just want to know you. And we thank you for all that you are. Do as you will, Jesus. We love you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, it's good to see everybody this morning. Welcome online. I want to help bring context to our lives this morning and, and help us to understand some things that God 
is continually trying to help us define so that we can manifest as children what we were called as heirs in Christ Jesus. How many of you know that you're an heir in Christ Jesus as a believer? If you're a believer, how many of you know you're an heir in Christ Jesus? Amen. You're a co-laborer in Christ Jesus. And so we got to understand what it means to be a carrier of this Christ, what it is to be a carrier of this Christ. How many of you ever heard the term, well, there is a wheel, there is a way? And we've been talking about the way, but I want to help you establish and understand the conducting of the wheel. Because sometimes the problem with the way is the issue of the wheel. What did I just say? The problem with the way is the issue of the wheel. Now, the Holy Spirit started to help me understand if you can try to help them to understand the way before the wheel, they're always going to misinterpret the way. Because there's something in the will of man that has to understand of how to submit itself to the will of God so that they can see the way. Now, it's interesting, and I want you to think about something. Jesus, God in the flesh. How many of you know he was full man? I said, how many of you know that he was full man? Talk back to me. He's was full man. Now, it's interesting, somebody who was perfect. The Bible said that this man was perfect. Number one, that excludes everything that we keep talking about, that man cannot be perfect. The Bible says, be ye perfect as I am perfect. So we have to stop, under, we, we have to understand what it means to be perfect, number one. Because if you misinterpret perfection, there's no need to get into the direction of God. All right, stay with me. If there's no way to be perfected, there's no need to get in the way of God. If we always going to be sinners, there is no need to get better. So anytime we, we misinterpret what Jesus came to offer in the fullness of the price that he came to offer it, and if we misinterpret that, we'll live less than the reality of the power and the might and the, the strategy that God has called you to live. Y'all stand with me. So I want you to understand, you have to understand why is it that a perfect man had to die? What did he have to die to? Why would Jesus have to die? Being perfect. And what debt did he die? How many debts did he die? <laughs> see, you have to understand the context of what you're reading. Because if you misinterpret, see, we only know the debt that was on the cross. That's the problem. But if you don't know that there are prerequisites of debt before the cross, you don't know the debt that you need. Be oh, Jesus. The reason why we can't carry the cross is because we don't know the prerequisite debt before the cross. For Jesus to carry that, for him to go to the cross, there was something that was pre-cross. All right, let's, let, let, let's, somebody, somebody, tell somebody I'm waking up this morning. Come on, I want you to wake up this morning, wake up your spirit. 
I'm going to help you to understand how to get forward. Amen. Go to Philippians 2, 5 through 9 real quick. Philippians 2, 5 through 9. Let this mind be in you, which was also in who? Was in who? Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be what? Equal with God. But made himself to what? Of no reputation. Taking the form of a bondservant and coming into the likeness of men. And being formed in the appearance as a man. He humbled himself. He did what? He humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death. Even death on the cross. Now I'm confused because you said he came to a point of death and then you say even as if there was another death. So there were deaths and then there was the death. Yeah, 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 yeah. I said there was death and then there were de a death. But we only know the debt that the blood was rendered on the cross. But if you don't understand the debt that was pre the cross, you're missing how he even got to the cross. That was the way to an end of something. But there was a cross pre a cross. <laughs> I, I, I got to understand there was a cross pre the cross. There was a debt pre my burial. If we don't know that, we live religiously and, and, and under the, uh, the reality of what we're supposed to walk in as believers. And when we continue to live below the metron of what you're supposed to walk in as a believer, we excuse ourselves for what we don't understand. And that's when new doctrines come about. Can you say amen? Now, I want you to understand something. He humbled himself. And he made himself to know. Somebody say no. Reputation. Now, I want you to understand. One of the greatest issues that we're having is, because a lot of times we don't realize where we have great reputation. Where we've made a name for ourselves. Can I go here for a little bit? Some people look like, no, don't go there, brother. <laughs> See, you have to understand that sometimes, number one, the adversary is after a will. He's after the will of man. Oh, you hear what I'm saying? He has the power to tempt. He has the power to accuse. And he has the power uh, 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 to, to uh, continue to ostracize you out of the things of God. So I want you to understand the greatest, everyone who has an original intent always is, will be after a will. So the will of man is where God is always after and the devil is always after. Because whoever, whoever has the will of man has the way of man. Who has the what? Will of man has the what? The way of man. Now, I want you to understand the, the, the will. What, what is the will? Because, see, many.
of us, if I say, hey, how many of you love Jesus? And many of us will say, yes, I love Jesus. How many of you say, you know what, would you die for Christ? Many of us will raise our hand and say, yeah, I'll do that. You know what, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Jesus fighter. I, I'll go down. Peter thought the same thing. You know what, I, if I was Peter, I would have thought I was tied down too. Oh, Jesus, no, man, listen, I'm with you, brother. No, me and you, uh-uh. You I'm tied down. Look, look, look at my revelation. Who do men say that I am? Oh, you're the Christ, man. Beat up on that rock. I'm gonna build my church. See, look, I'm with you. Yet I can walk with you and find out there is something within me that's against you. Couple of scriptures down. Jesus, you're not, you're not going to no cross. You're not going to do that. Get thee behind me, Satan. Now, what is it in us that I can be for God in one instance and be against God in the same way? Tell somebody, I don't mean, I, I didn't mean harm. It's, it's, it was, it, I, I didn't know that I was doing that. The reason why I'm sharing with you is sometimes we don't know what's against the cross in us. I can be against my own cross. Somebody else can be against my own cross. So sometimes religion beyond the inspiration of the spirit is not enough to know if you're against the cross. Because what you keep thinking that you're doing might not be what you're actually doing. That's why good can't be God. The Bible says if you're going to be good, make sure it's God good. Because your good might not be enough to meet the measure of what he's already paid for. Y'all stand with me a little bit. So I want you to understand that the cross was a prerequisite to a cross. The cross was a what? It was a prerequisite to a cross. Now he made himself to know reputation. Now the interesting thing is the problem we have in society today with religion. How many of you know we got thousands of religions? We have thousands of religions. We even got it in Christianity. Baptist, Pentecostal, whatever, charismatic. We got all kinds of stuff. Jesus' name, Deadside Baptist Incorporated. We got all kinds of stuff. Evangelistic movement, uh, uh, deliverance ministry, one-on-one on 51st Street. We got all kinds of stuff. But Jesus is, I'm confused because the Bible says we come by one spirit. And I'm also confused because the Bible says we're one body. Now, there are many members, but we have to understand how do we know which one is the truth? Ah, see, see, see. How, no, no, no. There are many languages. There are many religions. There are many things that are out there. How do I know which one is the truth? Do I know by what I wear? Some churches say, well, we know you say because of what you wear. Do I know because I speak in tongues? How do I know that I know? And how should others know that we know? Because according to God, we should, if you are in this spirit, this spirit, this spirit is by truth. 
And if we all have the same spirit, we should be able to say the same thing at a point in time of truth. You shall know the truth, and that truth shall what? Make you free. So one reality of the truth is freedom. The problem with this generation is we've learned to cover what we don't know. Because when our immaturity is beyond the responsibility, it puts us too much pressure for me to try to say a truth that society is not ready to handle for me. All right, somebody here. Yeah, why would I say the truth? Nobody going to tell me. All you're going to do is judge me. Why would I tell you the truth when you don't have the reality of the response for me? Come on, I'm going to help you out. I'm going to help you out. Yeah, why? Sometime I'm, it's better just keep my mouth closed rather than in your mouth tell me what I should have done, could have done, would have done, how I should have done it. See, we, we have become, we're in the basement with all our problems. Because why would I give somebody something that keeps directing me to the reality of that I already know? I know I'm not getting it right. Everybody's telling me that. I'm looking for somebody who can look at what I'm doing wrong and help me to see how to get right. Yes. It's easy to point out, point out your wrong, but can we get somebody in the church that can help me point out what's right? The problem is, We've trained people in obligation and religion. Religion is a practice. When I say religion, everybody got a little religion in them, okay? The problem with religion, though, outside of the inspiration, but remember, the Bible says there's a pure and undefiled religion. And so he created, he, he helped us understand the way of that. If you want to be religious, that's fine, but you better make sure you do it like this and like this and like this, because that actually shows an inspiration with you in what you're doing. But if you don't have that pure and, and, and undefiled religion, you could be in danger of being a Pharisee. And the problem with this generation, we got too many Pharisees without the reality of the Spirit of God. Don't put your pharmaceutical doctrine on me because you're stopping me. You're a stumbling block to the reality of the truth. Why is that a stumbling block? Because nobody will change because you told them to do anything. The only way they're going to change is by the Spirit. If we can get that in the church, you don't change people. The teacher in them will change them by the spirit. Even though you hear a preacher, that's one class. You still got to go home and learn your spirit. See, that's the problem. We haven't learned that. We only learn to come to church and get it and go home. You haven't learned how to walk by the spirit in home. Monday, your spirit is saying, what are we doing today? Tuesday, the spirit is saying, hey, you ready to learn today? Wednesday, it's saying, hey, were you ready to go today? And we don't know that one. We know the church. But nobody taught us the spirit life. So we're confused when somebody talks spiritual. Because we know entertainment. I know when the pastor got to look a certain way, he better say a certain way. We know oratory. Oh, we know oratory, good. It's, preaching is an art. So it's so easy in America, you can Google a message. You can Google a message, come up here and do it right. 
because the, the temperature of the church is entertainment. It has to get your ears. It has to do something with you it, 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 because you're looking for the acts of God. But there's an ear that looks for the ways of God. Y'all better hear me. Jesus said, I showed the Israelites my acts, but I showed Moses my ways. We're going somewhere. See, see God is trying to get us to understand. He said, I was mad with that generation. You know why? Because I only can show them my acts, but I can never show them my ways. They want to see something, but I'm trying to teach them how to be something that can, they always can see something. Somebody, know his ways. Come on, tell him I want to know his ways. If you know the way to it, you have the recipe for it. You can continue to reinforce it. That's why the Bible said the poor you have with you always. There's nothing wrong with that, but he's, what he's trying to do with everyone, whether you're poor in spirit, whether you're poor in money, whether you're poor in your body, wherever you are poor, he said, it's going to be always. You know why? Because there's areas of us that keep looking for the acts, and there's nothing wrong. God wants to show you the acts, but the acts before the will is not the way. The acts before the will was pointing to the way. Because miracles, it's not... It's not the original intent of God. And if it's not the original intent of God, it's just something to point, point people to the original intent. Are y'all stand with me? Signs, wonders, miracles. That is something to point you to him. That was not for you to sell you as if that was the way. Original intent is someone who don't need a miracle. Okay, all right, let me get out of here. I lost about half of the church right there. I said, original intent, you don't need one. You know why? You're already it. See, we already sold on miracles already. I said, original intent mean I don't need a miracle. I'm already living a miracle. I'm already living my place that I'm supposed to be in. Some of you get mad because you don't get a problem. I mean, you'll be it. That might mean you already heard God. But you know why I like that? Because they trained us to do that. Well, he ain't prophesied to me. Maybe something wrong with me. No, maybe something is right with you. Come on, we, with these definitions, it, 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 we, we're, we're, we're so oblivious to the reality of what we do because we're trained like that. We like entertainment. I like how he prophesied there and then she read, and, and I want to feel that. See, you just want to feel something. But how many of you know Jesus is trying to get you a continuum feeling of that? Prophecy is good. The Bible says, hey, you need it. Tell somebody I need prophecy. When you learn to prophesy to yourself, all right. Have you learned to prophesy to your, yourself? Have you learned to encourage your, all right, we're going to get down the road this morning. So I want you to understand there are two debts and there's a debt before the debt. Everybody in here is going to go to a grave. But if you're saved, you live eternally. Somebody say I'm an eternal being. Which means stop living for temporal stuff. I live forever. I live for, 
Oh, y'all not hearing me. I, I, I live for, all I'm going to do when I die, I'm going to sleep. But I'll be back. That's what, see, you got to stop making everything so personal. Why are you so angry? I live forever. Because I'm eternal in Christ Jesus. So I can make sure that I do in the temporal and understand in the temporal the assignment of Christ. Somebody say the assignment of Christ. Now I want you to understand the Bible has given us all an assignment. But in that assignment, you have to understand who you are which means who you are is more important than what you do. I say who you are is more important than what you do. And we have been discovering that we are not making up our life. We're in the discovery of our life. You know why? Because Jesus already finished the work from the foundations of the world. When did he finish it? How much was finished? How much? Oh, yet the Bible says we have not seen all things under our feet. Now, the reason why we haven't seen all things, because it takes a revelation to see it. It takes a revelation to see it. But we have to know what the revelation is. So we can stay in the will for the way. Can you say amen? Now, I want you to understand the adversary sometimes knows your Achilles heel. For you who don't know what Achilles heel is, it's the, the part of you that's the weakest, that destroys you usually, that puts you down. It's the part of you that, that even in your strength, that's that weak part of you that can be poked. And so you have to understand, God is trying to help you to understand how to make sure that you fulfill yourself in him in that. It's something about human nature that we keep making a name where we don't know. We're trying to play catch up. We're trying to play catch up. That's why it's no shame. How many y'all know? How many y'all know just to have children, be a parent? Hey, that—that's Jesus. Come on, somebody say hallelujah. Yeah, hallelujah. Young, yeah, yeah, To be married. Come on, don't be playing around. Hallelujah. Yeah, the wife shaking her head, husband shaking. Yeah, people trying to get in and people trying to get out. And fast as people trying to go in, fast people trying to get out. No, you, you see, we, we, we do stuff. We get into stuff. And we realize I didn't have. Why nobody taught me this? Why nobody. And what happens is, depending on the doctrine you got, you, you feel obligated to know it. And when you feel obligated to know it, you cover around what you don't know. So you build a reputation about yourself that is untrue, and you think everybody is fool. Everybody's not fool. People in the nature, natural, are fool. Because they live by the flesh. But people who are spiritual are not 
food. The problem is we are now transpired that behavior inside the church. So when people come here, we make you strong in your flesh. That's why you can read 10 scripture and master it, and then you can get on the mic. And then when you come to a spiritual church, they test you beyond that. Where's your family? Where's your wife? Where's your children? They say, wait, 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 get that over. What are you talking about? I don't even know what you're talking about. I was deacon, eldest, so-and-so prophet over here, and they ain't, they ain't test me like that. No, 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 what you talking about? See, see, the problem is you're bypassing the reality of the reality of the test that you really need for the health of you. It's not to hurt you, it's to help you understand what the reality of the Christ is so you can represent his name properly. Because God doesn't lose. I say he doesn't lose. I say he doesn't lose. See, you're looking at that from your, your purview. I'm even talking about he doesn't lose a conversation. He doesn't Why? He, there's no reputation. He has his own reputation as God in Christ Jesus. So when God is doing something in us, you have to realize he's trying to build a backbone in you so you can learn to stand the test of time. It's not about getting you away from the problem. You're called to the problem. Because the problem has to be dealt with with the God. You say, why did it have to be dealt with? Because it's already been dealt with with the God. <laughs> We're catching up. Tell somebody, I'm catching up. I'm catching up to my blessing. I'm catching up to my miracle. I'm, I'm just catching up, that's all. I'm catching up to my promise. I'm catching up to what he said about me. I'm catching up. But it's already been delivered. So he made himself to no reputation. The enemy knows your Achilles heel. What is it in us that holds on to your weakness? That you have found a strength in you to stand with. Sometimes we're too strong for us to allow God to use his strength. You have to understand God is not obligated to override your strength without yielding your own. So some of us are praying for God to do something. He's saying, I, 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 don't, I can't do anything if you're your own idol. If you made this your idol. If you're your own strength and you still believe in that strength, what is it going to do for you to help me to help you in you? The problem with the church and the, the, the many people is we keep thinking that we are taking God with us. Not knowing that when you surrendered your life, it was a surrender life for a life. It was a life. Come on, say it. It's a what? For a life. If you don't know it was a life for a life, oh, you can carry religion with you everywhere you want to go when it's permissible for you. So when I want to use it, I'll use my stuff. And then when I'm done with it, I'll put it on the side. Because I don't have the understanding of the reality that this was a life for life. And if I don't see it that way, my judgment is always dependent upon who do the best and who do the worst. So now we have to judge each other based on our sins. 
So everybody get a piece of paper, and let's see who has the best sins of this month. Let's see who has the less. Whoever has the less wins the game. Well, that's how we do it. Because, see, you curse and I curse, but you're worse than me. Oh. And then sometimes we think like that. You're worse than me. Oh. My Bible says, what's flesh is what? Flesh. And what is spirit is automatically spirit. There is no middle ground. If it was of the flesh, by default, it was just flesh. It don't matter the weight, the height, the depth. It doesn't matter. It was. The Bible says the flesh profits. So no matter if your flesh seemed a little better this time. Tell somebody I'm getting a little better. <laughs> I didn't do like the double cuss. I did like the one cuss. <laughs> I just smoked the cigarette. I didn't smoke the weed. I, I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, 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 I'm not. No, 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 no. I'm, 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 I'm not judging. I'm not judging. I'm not judging. And then we doing. That's what we doing. That's the whole kind of kind of you know, I, I, didn't, I didn't drink the Picardi. I just took a, I just took a little wine. You, you, I mean, I just... No, some of that is not a sin. It's not a sin. What I'm saying is what, what's governing it. And seem like religious people, everybody's in the flesh, but we keep judging each other's flesh. Because we don't understand what's flesh is what? Flesh. Period and point. Now, the problem is, what took the period? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. See, the devil then tricked you and took the period and gave you a comma. And when he gives you a comma, you have more excusatory relevance in the flesh. And it take about two weeks with pastor to realize, he ain't hearing me. No, I'm not hearing you. You gotta, what's flesh is what? So long as we're in the flesh, it was just flesh. That's how you can forgive quickly. Well, you're in the flesh? Yeah. Well, that's why I hold it against you. Was I in the flesh? Yeah. So the flesh you is not the eternal you. Are we going somewhere? That's the truth of you. That's, excuse me, that's the fact of you. That's not the truth of you. So if I don't know the truth of you, I need to check my own truth before I can even come to you. So the question is, where and how do I get and stay in the spirit? How many of y'all know that's the question? How many of you know it's the spirit that brings life? How many of you know the letter even kills, but the, does what? Which means it don't matter how much information you know or how long you've been in church. It's the spirit that brings you life. The, the flesh profits nothing. So the question becomes, how do I get in the spirit? How do I attain it? And then how do I build into it? Oh, y'all staying with me? 
Now, what's interesting is the Bible says that we all have a measure of the Spirit. God has given you a measure of faith. So if you have a measure of faith, that means you have a measure of grace. If you have a measure of grace, that means you have a measure in the Spirit. But it's interesting, and, and, and this one was messed me up this week. I, I, I started to do a little study because, you know, God messed me I was just driving. He said, hey, son, you keep talking about this measure thing. But do you know Jesus had, he was without measure? I say, hold on, what you trying to say here? The Bible says Jesus was without measure. So, which means sometime what we've been limiting was not according to God. It was according to our revelation of Jesus. Y'all, y'all, yeah, 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 all right, all right, all right. Because if he didn't have a limit, my limit... <laughs> It's why I don't have a revelation of the Christ. Now, you got to know what the Christ is. The Bible says Christ, the wisdom of God, and the power of God. Christ, the what? And the power of God. Now, if you have the Christ, you should have the wisdom of the Christ and the power of the Christ, which is God. Y'all stand with me. Now, if Jesus had the spirit without measure, the question becomes, is it possible that we can get greater measure? Is it possible? Is it possible? Now, what makes it possible? Because the Bible says Jesus was submitted. And he had the spirit without measure. So if I want to ask you a question. If you gave all of you, is it possible that God would not reject you the measure? Most of us think we're mad at God, not knowing that God gave you a mirror. Maybe that didn't come off too well. I'm, I'm going to help somebody out. Christ is in. Tell somebody Christ is in me. Are you trying to make God do something that he gave you the responsibility to do? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Have you made a responsibility and put it on God that he said, I put something inside of you and you have the ability to grab the measure of? Yet, I put a security clearance on the measure that without your heart, you can't contain the measure. Are y'all standing with me? Could it be that God was righteous in saying, my wife has a right to say, if you're not for me, or I have a right to say, if you're not for me, we shouldn't give each other benefits because you're not for me. But if we're for each other, there are benefits associated with being for each other. How do we know for each other? Because our hearts are submitted one to another. The question becomes, if I'm not for you and something happens, is it fair to blame you when I wasn't for you? Is it, is it fair? 
should have gotten the benefit when my heart was not for you. Y'all don't get quiet on me in here. So we do God the same way. He's saying, I have a security clearance. Now, all things are for you because you're children of God, and you're supposed to stay in the love of me. So if we're in love, we're married, baby. You, all things are yours, the Bible says. How many things? Okay, now we did. How many things? Uh, no, you said some. How, how many things, the Bible said? In fact, it even went past that. It said whether Paul, whether Apollos, whether Cephas, whether, we're all Christ. So I'm not just your pastor. I'm actually the body's pastor. All right, maybe, let, me, let me step out of that. So, so, so it, we, we, we have this generation that's blaming God. They say, I played the flute for you and you did not thank us. I, I, I did this and you did not lament. We're looking for the way. And God is trying to say, I want you. I want just you. I want the very thing that means everything to you in you. So the question is, was it God's problem or was it a measure problem? <laughs> is this too much? I don't know. I think it is. I think I need an inspiration message this morning. Was my pain and the reason for it? See, you know what we did? We say God wants me in it. So we have to excuse ourselves from the reality of understanding measures. Was it a God issue or is it a measure issue? Is my poverty a God issue or is it a measure in God issue? When I mean by God issue, do I blame God or do I blame my measure? If Jesus had the spirit without measure, yet God said, I've given you a measure. Have you worked the measure that I gave you? But the measure does not it does not activate or manifest without the containment of the clearance of the heart. So how do you get to the measure? Somebody say the heart. So the measure comes through the heart. When you pray, you fast, and it didn't touch your heart, watch this. You will be very sounding, but you're not going to get a measure. Y'all are not quiet. Jesus. Okay, thank you. I got two. Y'all keeping me up because I'm about to change this message in a second. Tell somebody I need a measure. Now, you have, based on the faith that you have, you have the ability to work that measure. Now, let me tell you what that measure comes with. It's the Christ in you. It's the what? How many of you say I have faith in this building? Come on, raise your hand. You got faith? How many of you have faith? Now, if you have faith, do you know the measure of according to the faith that you have? It's interesting. The Bible says test yourself and see if you're in the faith. And I don't think nobody even understands what that means. <laughs> see, I want to pray right now because I want to go advance my measure. That's all. I was, what do you want to do today, Pastor? I want to pray, and I want to stay. 
Now, it's no mean just stay, stay, stay for the stay, but I know the more measure I get, the more manifestation I have. Y'all better hear me. The problem why we don't have the manifestation because we don't have the measure. We're not enhancing the measure. All right, let's go deeper. Tell somebody I'm learning this morning. That's why I said, so how, how do we get the measure? There's a couple of things that we have to understand about the measure. Because, see, the, the, the issue we're having is what we need to know rather than what we think we know. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? What we need to know rather than what we think we know. I want you to go real quick, James 1. Go to James 1. James 1, 2 through 5. Sometime in the interim of salvation and coming into the body of Christ, what's happening is we're making people to believe that they can keep their life and adopt God's at the same time. Listen, listen, listen. This is the generational twist. We've we, we made people to believe that you can have depression and faith at the same time. I knew y'all going to get quiet. Look at this. It's not, see, God not mad at depression. But if it's faith, you'll be out of depression. So what we've made it is saying you can have faith and depression. That's not true. You hear it all on the news and Christian channels, and you start to believe that stuff. So the problem with that is that already defeats the power of Christ. Why would I even want to see Christ if that's the case? Okay, all right, all right. I don't want a weak God. If you are God, be God. Why would I serve you if you're not God? If you can't help me, why would I? If you can't do certain things as God, why would I? So why, the problem we have not known is that the adversary has been working the church to make God weak, making the word of God to no effect. When the word of God becomes no effect, that's why we can hear preaching and we become a YMCA. Oh, yeah, we like a YMCA. You just join a membership. You come on your membership card. You ready to join the class? There's no power. There's no expectation. We come for a message. How can I get better in my life? How, my life. How can I get better in my finances? How can I get better in my marriage? Everything is mine. And we help you with that. Telling you, you keep your life, but long as you believe Christ Jesus you just believe Christ. Are y'all all right with this? Yeah. You just believe it. And everything just believe. But the Bible is interesting because he said even the devil believes and triples. So believing was not the end goal for the church. Faith was the end goal for the church. Faith. Faith. Somebody say faith. Faith is the Christ. Faith is the goal. And if my faith can't stand the test of time, it's not faith. You believe. You may have hope. You didn't have faith. 
I wish we can take this all around the world. Because if that, that will help the church realize, people outside to realize, oh, there's possibility because I've been lied to. Why come to the church if it's not working for you? If your faith not working for you, still the prayer, why would I come to your church? I'm confused. It doesn't work for you. Why would I need to come to do that? You telling me this, but you telling me how your life is. It's not transforming your y'all all right with this? If it's not transforming you, why would you want me to come be like you? I'm confused. It doesn't mean that we don't go through stuff. It doesn't mean, but see, God don't, it's not, he's not angry with the fact that we go through stuff. What he's angry with the fact is, it's how we justify it. That's where he got the problem. Because how we keep justifying it. You're making the word of God to no effect because of the traditions that you do, that the Bible says. That's what the Bible says, because of the traditions that you do. And then you hand them down. So people really don't know Christ, but they know church. And when you know church more than you know Christ, we got to help you. We got to help you. Because when you know church more than you know Christ, I know you don't know how to deal with the Christ at home. There's crisis at home, but you look good in church. I don't know about you, but enough is enough. I said enough is enough. I said enough is enough. How many of y'all want the Christ? Come on, how many of y'all want to walk in this thing right? Come on, how many of y'all tired of games? Amen. So you have to understand what God was trying to get us to understand. With all thy getting, get what? Now, In that understanding, you're going to know why do you go through what you go through. God knows how much buy-in he have with you. <laughs> he knows how much what? Isn't that something that messes me up sometimes? God, you know how much buy-in you have with me. You know what buy-in is? He knows how much yes he has in us. He knows how much no in us. How many of y'all ever told God, no, I'm good? I know, oh, hey, man, I like BCC. Yeah, pa pastor. How many of y'all know that we do that current? Nah, I'm good. Go pray for them. Mm. Because we still have our, you know, we have our buttons, our default buttons. I'll pass. So, but the interesting thing is, we bypass certain things that are called ways of God. But we're still looking for the hand where we bypass the ways. So it's interesting. So it, it must mean that we don't understand why God do what he does. And the reason why I want to say that because we haven't really understood faith. When you know faith, you understand the way and why God does what he do. So let me help you a little bit. Uh, where did I tell you to go? One, two, watch this. My brethren, count it all what? Joy. Joy. 
When you fall in what? There is trials. Go to the next one. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces what? Pa patience. But let patience have its what? Which means what God is doing in that trial is teaching you something. I come to tell you this morning, if you're going through a trial, you're about to understand it. You're about to know how to get through it. I said you're going to know how to be strengthened in it. In Jesus' name. Now, that you may be perfect. Now, let patience have its perfect work that you may be what? And doing what? Lacking nothing. Now, this is the issue. Now, I want you to say, he's saying, listen, let patience have his what? Perfect work. Because I need you to understand what the trial is. I know how much buy-in you have in me. And I know how to make you turn around. <laughs> how many of y'all, I'm a hard hater. How many of y'all ever been hard hated? How many of y'all say I'm a hard hater? They tell me it's hard, I still got to touch it. I need to know for myself. <laughs> Sometimes I've even seen people be burned, but I still. So, I, I, I want you to understand what he's trying to help you to understand. Now, go, go back to it. Let patience have its perfect work. That you may be what? Perfect and complete. Lacking. Nothing. So God's issue was your lack. What you are perceiving as lack is the issue of God. Oh, Y'all better hear me. What, you, what are you perceiving as lack? See, the problem is we've been sold into the social media era. So we've been manufacturing wishes, desires, promotions, so much so that we don't even have a, a time to fix our lip to say thank you, Jesus, because we're so looking for what we don't have rather than what he's made a way for. Oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah, that's what it's doing. It's sucking the thank you, Jesus, out of you because you didn't even realize you paid for the step and he gave you the step. But because this step is not their step, you feel like, all right, hallelujah. I know, I know, I know. He's teaching you how to undermine the word because the more that you stay ungrateful, You don't qualify to continue to move on with the God. Why? Israel didn't get it. There was always un... So we don't know the power of the word. It could have been a power of the word of God that brought you to the next step. You asked God to help your mind, and he helped your mind. You didn't even say thank you, Jesus. Because you didn't help my mind like you helped their mind. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus, for what you've done. So, so watch this, watch this, watch this. The issue, issue was the lack. Somebody say lack. We got to get out of here. The issue was the lack. What are you perceiving as your lack? What are you lacking? And watch this. What are you using to fix that? What are you lacking and what are you using to what? 
fix that. Now, remember, the trial is trying to do something in you to get something out of you. It's, the trial is there to what? Come on with me. It's there to... It's trying to produce something. So what you're looking at as a problem, stop being a problem. It starts to be an opportunity. We have many problems. The problem with our problem is your problem may not be a problem to God. So when we make our problem somebody else's problem, that might not be the problem because when you understand the finished work, your problem is actually an opportunity for God to prove himself. Okay, we get down the whole down. Which means every lack in my life might be a opportunity. It might be a what? I wish somebody was hearing this message this morning. My lack might be an upper. See, when you mature, you learn to pray to find something that's wrong with you. Oh, Jesus. There's a level you get to that, that, that you're not fighting devils all the time. Ah. See, see sometimes, God, I need you to find something in me that's not right. I, I, I want to know more of you. Give me something. And then he'll show me something. I need you to submit more. Oh, thank you, God. Because I, every time I find something that's not right in me, I find grace in you. Y'all better hear me. Every time I find a weakness, I find a strength. Every time I find something wrong, I know I can pull on you to find the right. So he's after something. He's, a, he, he's after something. Oh yeah, I gotta, I got see, I, I gotta do this work. Me and my, I can go on vacation with my family. We just chill, cause I know enough grace to just do me and my family. But you've been praying for more. Somebody say I've been praying for more. So God is trying to advance your grace for the manifestation of what you're called to as an heir in Christ. Can you say Amen? Now watch this. Let me show you the issue. Watch this. Hit, hit that next one. Go back up. Now, this is what we're lacking. Now, he told us the lack, right? Now, this is the problem with the lack. If any of us, if you lack what? Okay, so now that's the problem. What are you lacking? Wisdom. Let him ask of Nacho TV show. Uh-oh. Nacho favorite YouTube influencer. Now, sometimes you're going to hear the word that provokes you to the God. That's what you're here for. So if they're doing that, amen. Let him ask of who? Who gives to all liberally without what? And it will be given to him. Did I have more on that scripture or not? No. So we leave that there. Now, ask, somebody said wisdom. Now, I want you to understand what wisdom is. Wisdom is the core counsel to discernment. You cannot tell me you have discernment where you don't have wisdom. And you can't tell me you have wisdom and revelation without knowledge. The Bible says revelation and wisdom in the knowledge of him. 
So wisdom has to be established for you even to have the discernment that you think you have. Well, I just discern they have something wrong with them. Well, everybody can see that. You need to fix your discernment. That's a lower level discernment. There are higher level discernments and there are... The problem with the church, what we're stuck on is we don't understand the government of God. That's why we're stuck, because it's like, well, God used them. So it got to be, no, well, but there are eternal covenants, and there are temporal covenants. Somebody say temporal covenant? Eternal covenant. Okay, let me show you temporal covenant. Did God use a donkey to get something done? Okay, is that eternal or temporal? Is the donkey going to heaven? Is the donkey eternal? But did God use him? Oh, so what? Uh, you going to follow the donkey? <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to follow the donkey? Well, you say he was used. Well, you know, God, you, no, 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 but that doesn't qualify for eternal covenant. Did God use it? So when you try to justify temporal that's not eternal, you're going to always miss the way. Okay, we got to go. If you lack what? Wisdom. Somebody say wisdom. Y'all stand with me. If you like what? Wisdom. wisdom. Now, wisdom is a divine faculty. There's world wisdom and there's God's wisdom. There was what? God's wisdom will always produce God's power. World's wisdom will never show its fruit for it to be as if it was from God. Can you say amen? If you lack wisdom. Now, the problem is everything that we've been justifying that's keeping us out of the life that we're called to live and the debt that we're called to do is because what we keep thinking that we have in wisdom. The issue, though, is that if we don't learn to submit to a certain grade level, we will never get the wisdom of God that we need to overcome what we're trying to go through. Can you say amen? What happens is when we've been raised by a certain doctrine, certain theologies, certain things, and we've made a name, we just read, a reputation for ourselves, those are ego barriers that keep you for you. Some of you had to fight. You grew up a certain way, and you had to learn to fight quickly. You had to learn to fight what? You, 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 some of you had to master lying. Because people didn't know how to handle your heart right. When you told the truth, they tore you up. So instead of getting tore up for telling the truth, I'm going to master being a liar. What would you do? Nothing. And you mastered it. Now, what you have to understand is God is not holding you accountable for what he know you had to build to save yourself in the adolescence. But he has to retrain you that he is calling you to stop fighting for yourself. I need you to stop fighting for your. I know your nature is going to wake you up and tell you your flesh wants to do it. Let me share something with y'all about flesh. The Bible says the spirit help us to do what we want, what we want to. We actually want to do what shouldn't be done. 
You know, I don't want to do that because, no, you're lying. Stop lying. If it's wasn't in me, I want to go to the club. All right, okay, I know. I'm, uh, if Christ, see, you, it's Christ that taught you to love him beyond that. But your flesh always want to do what's the wrong thing. It's flesh. It has its own condition. Lust will never stop in flesh. It goes from one thing to the next thing to the next thing. To the, it always needs to be fulfilled. That's about flesh. It always has to be what? Fulfilled. So it, it has its own nature. So Christianity, in, 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 without the balance of power and principle by the Spirit, is not strong enough for your flesh. Tell somebody it's not strong enough. You're too crazy for that. We too crazy for that. Do y'all know y'all crazy? Messed up, broken, without Christ. I'm too crazy not to pray. Ask my wife. I'm joking. She's like, nah, he ain't joking, Pat. He ain't joking. Check him. No, that brother need prayer. And sister, let me get some prayer. I'm too crazy without God. You know what's wrong with the church? We can't say stuff like that. You know why? Because we made a name for our... Uh-oh, so that's the problem. <laughs> Who told you that you were strong in you? When Paul said, I am what I am because of the grace of God. So when you made you, watch this, you're always going to lift you up before the Christ. So what ministry is today is a strong reputation in the man. It's nothing wrong with that if that stature is in the spirit man. But when the man is bigger than the spirit man, you are weak. You are what? Weak because your measure is lying to you. By the spirit, we read your measure. Like the hospital put the thing around your arm? What's that called? The thermometer thing? Yeah, we got a spiritual thermometer. Sit down. I said, no, I'm ready. No, sit down. Let me wrap this thing on your arm. Let me see your grace level. Oh, Jesus, you're in the red. You, wait. Well, if I'm a good doctor, I'm not going to leave you in the red. <laughs> Tell some of my blood pressure. My, my pressure is too high. But Jesus is going to help you. Bring it down. Are y'all hear what I'm saying? So I want you to know, for him to help you, you got to know where you are. You got to learn to know where you really are. Oh, so let me close this. The question I ask you, why did a perfect man have to die? What did he have to die to? 
What did he have to what? Go to Luke 22 real quick. Luke 22. We almost done. Are y'all learning in this place this morning? What did he have to die to? Luke 22, 39. Coming out, he went to the Mount Olives as he was accustomed. And his disciples also followed him. And when he came to the place, he said to them, pray that you may not enter into. Enter what? What? Which means... The lacking of prayer is a default operation that you are in temptation. It's not personal. It's predictable. Where there is no prayer, you are tempted and you're going to submit to it. Why? You don't have the measure to come out. I don't know where in the church we made that a mystery. See, that's the problem. We make these things a mystery. It's not hard. Did you submit to God? No? All right, I know you're in the flesh. So the, the, now we know that. Let's start working towards getting, staying in the spirit. They don't, you don't need two hours for that. The complexity is now getting us in the spirit. But stop bringing language where it doesn't need to be. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Stop trying to be deep for nothing. Was it flesh? Yes. All right, we know it. Let's do it. Let's, now we know where we need to go. We don't need, no, 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 stop that. How long do you know how to stay in the spirit? Okay, not long. Okay, let's look at where that is. You don't need three hours with somebody who's not submitted to the spirit. You're trying to make you know. That's where witchcraft becomes. When I got to keep coming to you for my God, that's witchcraft. When I need you every time for my prophecy, that's witchcraft. It's called witchcraft of the flesh. Everybody in here, we are called to help each other see him. There's nothing wrong with walking. You're called to walk. You're called to disciple. But it's not you being their God. You're not their God. Tell somebody, I belong to God. If somebody's trying to be your God, you better be careful. If you make me feel like I got to come to you every time I need to hear from God, that's a problem. When you mature, you're trying to get people off of you. Not on you. They know, sweetheart, keep what you got it. Come on. No, 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 no. Why? Because the better you come, the better you're helping the body. See, that's the problem. See, those are not really doing the will for the way. God is trying to help you in the heighten of your maturity. You shouldn't be, no, don't, no, 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 no. Nobody should never make you feel you got to suck out of them, God. Break that thing right away. Feel obligated to always. I can't move without them telling me something. I can't do this without them telling me. I can't, uh, uh, no, 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 that's witchcraft. You better know what altar is over your, your body. In fact, I break that altar over your mind right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, receive that. I break that over you right now. If anybody been in the condition of people, break that thing off of you. The devil is a liar. I said the devil is a liar. 
There are types of deliverance you must understand that God has had to get you through. Write this down. Number one, deliverance from the flesh. Come on, we're going to go quick. We're out of time. Deliverance from the what? From the flesh. you got to know when you're in the flesh or you're in the spirit. If you're in the flesh, by default, know you're about to have problems. If you're not in the spirit, it's by default. Because the flesh profits nothing. Number two, deliverance from people. That doesn't mean that you dishonor people. When you come into Christ, Christ will teach you how to honor, how to submit. Any submission out of the confines of God may be trouble. That's why I don't trick people with relationships. I don't have to sound pastoral for you. I'm not trying to sound pastoral. Hey, that brother normal, yeah. Sometimes, pastor, who pastor? Oh, that's me, all right. I'm not trying to sound pastoral. Because if that's what you need, you're already having a bewitchment on me. So now, based on your expectation on me, I got to put one on you. So now we got to live a false relationship. Because when the smoke machines are not here, you're not going to be there. All right. Everybody got that one. Hallelujah. So delivering from number one, what? Number two, people. Number three, deliverance from demonic spirits. Usually, if you can conquer the first two, you already got the three. Usually, if you conquer the first two, you, you'll get the demonic spirit. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Number four, deliverance from systems. Be not conformed to the what? But be ye. Be careful what you're listening to. I didn't tell you to turn off the news. I would say some news. You, you see, you, so many of us are still conditioned to the news. You do everything what the people say. And, and, and this has nothing to do with people dealing with homosexuality. But the people are openly telling you what they are, and you still don't hear. In fact, it's so shame today. We got a big win with, 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 with uh, uh, the, the murdering of babies, and I don't hear nothing. You know why? Because we're bewitched. We'll have another conversation on that. But I declare this house, you in glory. Can you say amen? amen. amen. So these deliverance processes helps you to understand to stay in the spirit. Can you say amen? No, I, I got to get here. I got to get here. Luke 22. Luke 22. We're out of time. He said, pray that you do not enter into temptation. Saints, every day you wake up, know that you better get awareness of Christ. Without that awareness, watch this, your flesh is too weak to not submit itself to wanting something that's desirable in the world. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You're, an open, you're open to it. You can try to stop it like by your will. It doesn't work. How many of you ever tried to stop something by your own will? I'm not going over there. I'm not going over there. Well, I'll just go and eat popcorn. <laughs> How did that work out? I ain't going to hang out. I ain't, going, I ain't doing that no more. I ain't doing that no more. Well, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just go to Chili's with you. Your flesh profits. So if it's in the flesh, watch this. Let me tell you something about the flesh. The flesh helps you also to justify. 
what the spirit is trying to get you out of. So it also have justification arrangements for you to stay in it. All right, let me come out of that. Verse 41. And he was withdrawn. We're still talking about Jesus. From them about a thorn, uh, the stone throw. And he knelt down and prayed, saying, Father, this is Jesus. Father, if it is your will. Now remember, if, if it's your what? If it's your will, take this cup from me. Now, I want you to understand this is Jesus. This is who? Jesus. Asking God to get me out of here. I'm not strong enough. Sweating blood. But what we have not discovered is the next sentence. What does it say? Nevertheless, but not my, not my, nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Now, I want you to understand, at that point, he died. Unless you die to your will, you don't have the way to your cross. Y'all better hear me. You've got to understand there's a debt to the will of man. Many of us still have our will, and we're wondering why we can't keep the cross. But when you have given up the will, you will never know the way. Life will teach you to love it. Life will teach you to what? Love it. It teaches you to love it and love it and love it and love it. And Jesus said, don't love it. Because if you love it, the love of the Father is not in you. And it messes me up to know that this thing, this flesh, will start to teach me how to love things. Out of the responsibility and the spirit way of loving it. There are many names to love. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? If you love anything, if you love, see, even your family, I can't, see, if I love my wife more than I love God, I got a problem. If I love my children more than I love God, I have a what? A problem. But life will teach you to love it. People, things. I don't care how you started as a Christian. Keep walking. I didn't say hate it. Because you hold a responsibility to govern it and love it how God called you to love it. The reason why you got to love him before you can love them, because you don't know how to love them without him. All right, y'all catching it. So it cannot begin until you begin. So it takes a debt. To your will to live in the way it takes a what to your to live in what you don't know is without Jesus dying right there he wouldn't have made it to the cross 
which means he was already dead when he got on the cross. <laughs> yeah. he, he, he was already dead to himself. How would a man take all of that pain? No, he was already dead to himself. How are you going to take that pain? You are dead to yourself. How do I handle people talking about me? How do I handle people doing that to me? I learned to die to my will. If you don't die to your will, you don't have the will to do what he called you to do. We've lost the way of God. Why? Because we're still in our will. And when you still have your will, you've lost your way. Jesus was already dead. A dead man stays on the cross. A dead man carries the weight of the pain of the world. And don't respond from hell. Well, you know, everybody got buttons. No, that's religion. They taught you that crazy stuff. You can have anger and God. That's a lie. Get out of it. Run far away from it. You know when you're dead, when you do it like Christ called you to do it. Everybody got a measure when they're going to make them mad. No, 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 no. You're a liar. Jesus said, do it my way. Everybody got buttons. No, until you deal with those buttons, the adversary knows those buttons. He's going to keep micromanaging those buttons until you know, till you get out of the way. If you don't know the way, watch this, you're ready. Your way is the world's. When you don't know God's way, your way is automatically. You know why? Because you're against what God it's doing. That's why we say the church is fighting. Not the real church is not fighting. The real church is standing strong. It's everybody that's trying to become the church. Oh, Y'all better hear me. No, no, no. The real church is standing strong. Why? Because it's one spirit. We all understand the same thing. Tell somebody this is an army. Come on, tell them this is an army. God is giving you the tools to stand and become all that he called you to be. But you got to understand that giving of your will is the responsibility of yielding yourself on a day-to-day -day basis. You can put it on something. I'm done. I want you to hear this. The Bible says we have not yet rejected to the point of bloodshed, striving against sin. To the point of bloodshed. Striving against what? Did you know Jesus came to destroy the works of, of the devil? That's why he came. Jesus bled. He was striving against his will. My will has taught me to do things. It is said that I can do, but God is trying to tell you, I need you to die to your will. If you're going to get my substance, my measure, it only comes at the surrender of yours. Mine is not made. My substance cannot be made for you. 
if you still have your own. God is here to fight for you. Stand to your feet if you can. God is here to fight for you. I want you to understand something about surrendering. Y'all hear me? Understand something about the blood. Every time you tell hell no, every time you tell hell no and stand, you are rendering the blood. Your surrender is the blood speaking. It's the blood what? It's the blood what? Today, God is trying to tell you, some of you, you've been asking and praying, but I don't want you to pray without a surrender. You can pray all you want. But if prayer is not leading to surrender, you say the surrender of what? Your will. Because you have many wills. But the only will is Christ. And when I know the will and surrender mine to his, watch this, by default, I'll know the way. You know why we don't know the way? Because we don't surrender the will. When you surrender the will and you attach yourself with his will, by default, you'll start to know the way. Lift your hands if you can. I want to pray for you. There have been manufactured ways in us because of what you've been through, where you come from, and God is calling you to come out of your way. I need you to come out of your way. I need you to come out of your way. God, I know, I know. No, 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 no. I need you to come as a little child to me. As if you don't know the way. Surrender your way. And when you get my will, you'll know the way. You'll know the way. Father, we pray today that your people will know how to surrender their wills. We surrender our will. We surrender our will so we can know your way. The will of pain, the will of get back, the, come on, the hurt of the past. There's things in us that we still need, we still need justice for. But God is saying, I need you to lay down your armor. I'm going to fight for you. Yeah. Let me fight your battle. 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 No, you feel you need five jobs. You know why? Because you grew up in poverty. That's not faith. Let me fight your battle. No, you feel like you need a man or a woman because you didn't never know love. Let me fight your battle. Don't you use something that I did not call you to use. I need you to surrender your will. At the will of you. Surrender the will. Surrender the will. And God will have his way in your life. It takes a debt to self. 
to get a life. So, Father, I pray right now over every soul in this place, every soul in this place that needs a measure, that needs a miracle, I pray that their heart surrenders, surrender, that they let go. They let go. They let go of their way that they can get your will. Turn the music down for me really quickly and you can put on something else for me. They let go of their will. I want you to open up your mouth for a second. Just say, God, I give you my will. Come on, talk to him. I give you my will. Everything that I've been holding on to, everything that I've been justifying, everything that I've been, uh, come on, maybe shame has kept me to hide it. Maybe hurt has kept me to keep it. But God, I give it up today. All my inadequacies that keeps me in this bondage, that keeps me giving myself away, that keeps me yielding myself in the wrong way. God, I give it up to you. I don't want this way for me. I don't want this way for me. I don't want this way for me. Stop playing religious games. God wants to give you power. He wants to give you wisdom. He wants to give you might. Your father is calling you this morning. Saying, come home. Stop living from pressure. And live from my pleasure. I want you to stop living from my pres from pressure and live from my pressure. Stop living from pressure. The world, the flesh, has put pressure, but it's time to live from the pleasure. You are not where you come from. You are where God is taking you. But God needs you to be tired enough for where you've been so he can take you where you're going. Some of you, if you're going through things, God is saying, count it all joy. He's saying, count it all joy. He say, well, I know I'm doing wrong. Okay, well, I need you to count this joy because I need you to learn that I'm going to keep chasing you until you turn your head for what is right. I love you too much to stay in the pit of your party. I'm going to chase you until you turn your head to me. I love you that much, yet you as a sinner, I died for you. You cannot make yourself better. You need me. You need me. You need me. You need me. I need you to know that. Every day, there has to be a surrendering of the will every single day. Jesus, search me. Find in me anything that's not like you. Today, I surrender my will. I will for a job. I will for a husband. I will for a wife. I will for this. I will for money. But I need you to surrender yours. Because if you do it your way, 
you got to pay your way. But if you do it in my will, I'm going to pay my bill. I said, I'm going to pay my bill. How do I pay my bill? I give you a measure. I said, I will give you a measure. How do God pay his bill? Through the measure of faith. Which means today I pray that the measure in you be lifted in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody say a greater measure. It's lifted today. A greater measure that every principality and every power will bow at the name that is in you. The name that is in you. So, Father, I pray that there is a surrendering of the will. That there is a surrendering of the will. So your people can know the way. We're lost without you, God. We're lost without you, God. We're broken without you. God, nobody in here can do it without you. If you have a need, I want you to lift your hands. And it could be any need. Just lift your hands. I want you to know the need that you just lifted your hands in is opportunity for God to fill. What God is asking you to do is to surrender your way of getting that need filled. He needs you to surrender your way and your will of fulfilling that need. When you give all of your heart, God does not reject you. So the giving of your will is the giving of your heart. When you give all, 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 all of your heart in that thing, you'll find the way of the answer. Many of you, you can't afford not to have the answer any longer. You can't go another year without an answer. Many of you, you're on the tracks. You're on the railroad tracks. You don't have to be there. Come off of them. God is calling you to know the way. You don't have to live in pain. Jesus died to set you free. You don't know what happened. You don't know what. No, 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 no. He died to set you free. Let it go. Let it. The last thing, if you have somebody in your heart this morning that you've been holding hostage, I want you to let them go. I want you to let them what? Go. Who are you angry at? Who are you bitter with? What is it? Well, no, I, you don't understand. No, they, no, 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 no. See, you got to lay down your, lay it down. You don't know how to fight. Lay it down. 
Why you think you need to do something to them, the devil is doing something to you. Lay it down. Don't let people hold you from your freedom. Lift your hand, saints. Bitterness, anger, resentment. We command it to go right now. Out of your people right now. Father, I pray. I pray that there's a letting go. There's a releasing of the heart. Of the will. Of the will. For it's not our will, but your will be done. I ask you, God, to break my will. I only want to know your way. For you are the way, you're the truth, you're the life. I know I'll never be the same again. So, Father, I pray today that everybody under the sound of my voice surrender their will so they can start to know the way. And they'll never be the same again. Repeat after me, Father God. Today, I receive your word as life, liberty, and justice for my life. I surrender everything that's not of you. I give it to you now. I let it go. I let it go. I give them to you now. Whatever it is, it's yours, God. And now I receive the gift of you, of you, of your power, of your might, and your love. Thank you, Father, for not leaving me nor forsaking me. Your word is true. Lead me. Guide me, help me to understand. I need you in Jesus' name. Come on, give God a hand clap in this place.